0: The Dallas Mavericks get a much-needed win against the Los Angeles Lakers.
1: Down goes the Lakers, baby.
0: BLA. We'll talk about that, break it all down, and more on Locked on Mavs right now.
1: I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked on Mavs. The Mavericks are
0: NBA champions. Bang,
1: bang! It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! Thank you,
0: Thank you, thank you. Adijo, Adijo.
1: <laughs> it's a D H. Oh,
0: hey, yeah. welcome. You are Locked On to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Anksad, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Laker Hater, The One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: Oh, that's one of my favorite names you've ever used. The Laker <laughs> Hater. It's almost Let's, more
0: true than Mavs fan, but well, it's uh, it's acceptable tonight for sure.
1: That's not true. That's not true. I do hate the Lakers a lot. So anytime you beat the Lakers, that's amazing, amazing, despite them not having LeBron. AD, AD honestly played a little bit more than I thought. He played a little bit more well, we, si- we
0: than minutes? few more
1: than minutes. few more than a few Okay, I, <laughs> I thought it was going to be less than 15 of yeah, it than it of it. a little bit a more um, but more Anyway, beating the Lakers, despite I just man, despite the fact that when you go up against such a dominant front line and such a big front line for doing this now for LA, and you grab fifty one boards against that front line and you tie the rebound battle, like you don't even lose the rebound battle, and you still win. You know how you know what a performance that is going against that type of front line. That's incre- incredible night tonight by the Mavs.
0: On today's show, Isaac and I will break down maybe entirely sarcastically the Dallas Mavericks' 115 to 110 win over the Los Angeles Lakers of L.A. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things to take away from this game. Anthony Davis returns, but the first thing we have to talk about is Kristaps Porzingis. He goes down. Uh, with an injury in the third quarter. Uh, two minutes and 32 seconds left to go. He limps to the locker room. He came down weird. He's going for a rebound. Andre Drummond was in front of him, and he kind of switched over to the side a little bit, and then he turned, his, it seems like, his left ankle. And, uh, yeah, so he limps to the locker room. Rick Carlisle, after the game, said that he, not sure about Saturday, if he's going to be able to play against the Lakers in their second game in a row against them, but he was not walking in a boot or anything like that, which I think is a positive sign. Uh, The x-rays came back negative and all that, so there's no broken stuff. Uh, Brian Sutterer, the uh, the Twitter doctor, actual real-life doctor, uh, YouTube celebrity person, uh, this is the first podcast he's ever been on, Uh, he uh, did a video on it afterwards, so go check out that video on his YouTube channel if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, If you're not watching us on YouTube, you can go subscribe to the Lockdown like YouTube subscribe. channel. Uh, like and subscribe to all the stuff. So, yeah, go watch that video if you want more context on his injury. But, uh, yeah, what does this mean? We're are we holding our breath, or, and we really don't know exactly what the extent of it is yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, this goes without saying, but super big bummer for Dallas. You know, losing KP, you know, he, he gets hit uh, in a non-favorable area a little bit before that. and uh, Right in the he, zingers. Yes, yes, and uh, it goes down. That's that's. I mean, anytime you see KP go down, you oh, obviously that, get scared. Like,
0: the wind just completely got knocked out of me when that happened. I was maybe even more so than what happened to KP. I was like, <gasps> like yeah. you know, when you gas so loud, you just feel the oxygen lowering in the room you're in. I was like, oh no, please no, please no. And then he, then I, then the replay showed up, and I kind of saw that where he was holding, and I was like, oh, oh dang, he got <laughs> he just got destroyed.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, because you know, Two drum games.
0: can we can we talk about this real quick? Two games in a row, an opposing big man hits a Maverick star in the balls <laughs> with Isaiah Stewart with that incredible picture. Uh, I think it was Dallas Morning News that tweeted out that incredible picture of uh, Isaiah Stewart's leg, like right between Lucas' legs, like kicking right up, and then then Porzingis in this game. What is going on, Isaac?
1: I mean, great rebounders go after the ball, so. <laughs> Some people
0: would say they have a nose for the ball. Maybe some people have knees for the balls too,
1: <laughs> but he goes down. You get, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I was just scared for everything. Cause Kp's just like crumbled on the ground. I think ESPN messed up the pictures after the game. Cause they tweeted out that, Hey, KP rolled his ankle, but they used a picture from when he got hit. Uh, and so it's <laughs> the two different plays, but it looked much worse. So he's like crumbled up on the ground but anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I think this, you know, immediately kind of changes what the main goal for Dallas is besides making the playoffs. One of the main goals for Dallas before this injury was we have to get KP and Luca on the same page. Now, unfortunately, it shifts to we have to get KP healthy before the playoffs
0: on a page.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. We have to have KP available. So we might see them take it really cautious. We don't know. I mean, Rick, like you said,
0: they will. They've been taking him cautious all year. They're going to keep doing it. So I doubt he plays on Saturday, even if it's not even really an injury if he just tweaked it.
1: Yeah. So, you know, he said that they don't know the severity of it yet. They said he was walking after the game. And I think we'll get more updates over the next day or so. Rick said after game, he's like, hey, a lot of times in these you know situations, we don't know anything until the next morning, until we see the swelling go down, how they feel and all of that. So uh, I don't think we'll have any updates until maybe when you're listening to this podcast, there might be another update out. But I would not expect him to play on Saturday. Now Dallas is in on the front line without Maxi, without KP. Oof. Well, I
0: mean, Maxi could come back, right? Like the injury wasn't as serious as we thought. So, and this is a back-to-back. So there, that might be enough time for Maxi to come back, but we'll see. I mean, the injury report will come out and we'll find out. They have a day off on Friday, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that was the, the big news and we'll see what happens with them.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Willie didn't play bad tonight. And I, I thought I, Willie had some energy and... Uh, you know, Nick went after him on yesterday's pod, so uh, maybe he listened. No,
0: even in the first half, I, t- I tweeted out, All right, I'm with Harp, he asked out of the last game, I'm out. That was, that was like when I tweeted the first half, and he didn't look great in the first half. But Willie Colley Stein, man, credit to him, he came back and he played a great game. I mean, he. Eleven points, two blocks, five boards, three of them offensive. Like he was really going at it against yeah. Drummond and, tr- and really trying, a, you know, a bunch of times to try and box him out. How much weight do entire- you think
1: Drummond has on Willie?
0: <sighs> a lot. I mean, a lot. Like maybe yeah. an entire me. <laughs> uh, but he he went he he really took it to heart, I think, and really tried hard in this. And I think the entire Mavericks team they got up for this game. This is the game they got up for, and they yep. were they're excited for. They played defense; their transition defense at times wasn't really that great, and especially in the first half, it was bad. But this this Mavericks team got up; they really tried, and you can tell by the rebounding battle, right? When the when the Mavericks get boards, when they go after boards, they box out Dwight Howard or Dwight Howard, Dwight Powell was ba- boxing out Andre Drummond, Willie Cauley-Stein was boxing out Andre Drummond. Um, and not even a knock on Andre Drummond yet. We'll get to that. but
1: uh, Drummond that, had 19 boards, Nick. What are you talking about?
0: That's great effort by the Mavericks bigs. And I just thought that it was it was good stuff to see from both of them. I mean, Dwight Powell had 10 points in this game. Uh, he had a couple of boards, two steals for him. And, yeah, I thought that they were they're crucial in this game, especially when they're playing against Harrell because they can play – Harrell and Drummond, right? If they're playing both yeah. those guys. Those are two bad defensive centers. Yes. Uh, you know, very bad, decent know. to bad centers, I guess, between the two of them defensively, and so Luca could really tear those guys apart in a in a pick and roll, and he did almost every single time.
1: Yeah, he. Did. I mean, yeah, you kind of seen it in Luca's eyes whenever he'd get the switch on that. He's like, "Hey, I got this," and yeah, uh, like, hey, you don't blame I- him in that, but.
0: Luca and JJ Reddick. Can we talk about JJ Reddick's oh, no look man. pass what in about the fourth that? quarter? And then the fake in the fourth quarter to throw off KCP and Montrezl and they went to the basket. <laughs> Incredible.
1: The fake, the pass. He had yeah. the no look pass to Willie. <laughs> he hit, you know, some, some shots there. He had that stretch and there's something, I mean, we have been talking around this pod for multiple days now that, Hey, should he start over Josh Richardson? Uh, and There's just something about watching a guy on the court who knows where to go, and J.J. knows where to go. He, and how he never, to go, and how often yes, to go. Yes, and he never stops moving. He's the ultimate annoying guy that you play against you know, in a pickup game. You're like, Can you just stop moving? I don't want to chase <laughs> you around everywhere.
0: I don't want this much cardio.
1: Yes, exactly. But yeah, I think there's just something that he brings to the court. Outside the veteran presence and everything, he, he just brings something that nobody else on the roster brings right now
0: absolutely absolutely all right coming up let's get into some more about this game so much stuff to break down luca was scoreless in the first quarter but the mavericks still pulled off a win in this one we'll talk about how they did it and get into that coming up this year the locked on podcast network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Lockdown local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Lockdown NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th to May 1st. Alright, Isaac Harris, let's get into this game. So, it started out in mean, first quarter, Lakers were up 14-6 and there was a live ball turnover. Mavs took a timeout. It was looking really rough and I was like, oh man. The three fouls were on the Mavs already. It was like AD, Drummond, Schroeder, like three possessions back to back to back. And I was just thinking, oh, man, hopefully they don't just get blown out. This looks like another game where the Mavs just can't hang with a team yeah. that doesn't even have both their stars. Uh, but to the Mavs' credit, they came back, uh, and Luka and KP started connecting earlier in that first quarter. And it was kind of because of Drummond's defense.
1: <laughs> Do you want to have the Drummond combo? Not yet. Okay. Okay. Um Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know how to segue anything else right now besides that. <laughs> All right, go ahead,
0: go ahead. I mean, I don't want to dig too deep into no, it because it's just, either. it's not going to happen for the Mavs. Like maybe this off season, I don't know. Maybe they'll entertain it, but he's just, it's just not a player that I think w- would fit. And we've talked about how Lakers fans have already turned on him. He wasn't finishing easy shots around the rim at times. Uh it's almost like, you know, some of the Mavs bigs where you have to just throw it right in an exact spot for him to finish it. Uh, his rebounds a lot of times are empty calories and he's getting a lot of offensive boards. Like how many offensive boards do you have in this game? Six. Yeah six? six. Yeah, but, but a lot That's of great. them were his own his own misses. <laughs> you know, like, like some of it is you you just make your own shot the first time. But yeah, uh his defense I thought helped the Mavs get back into this game in the first quarter. Oh, 100 percent. In the sense that, in a yeah. sense that it was bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. And yeah, I mean, we were very vocal on planting our flag on uh, Drummond not being a fit for Dallas. Um, I feel better about that. Yeah. I mean, he had 14 and 19 in this game. Great, great stat line, Andre Drummond. Uh, but I just don't. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. And <laughs> we. Uh, you gonna say something?
0: It was the full compliment of, of Andre Drummond, right? Like he did some good things in this game. I'm not gonna say he was trash the entire game, right? Yeah, he did some I good things. The, yeah, for I thought sure. the second half, third quarter, I thought he was really good, especially in some of those runs that the Lakers went on. Uh, Kirk, after the game, I was I jumped in his locker room for a second, which is a weird sounding phrase, but I did, and uh, he said that we got the full compliment of Andre Drummond because listen to this stat line: 14 points, 19 boards, three assists, a steal, three blocks. Three turnovers, four fouls, five of ten from the field. Uh, and you're like, and plus fourteen. You're like, oh, like half of those stats make me feel really good, and half of those stats make me feel really bad. Yeah. If you're an Andre Drummond stand or if you're a Lakers fan at this point.
1: There's a reason uh, why there's a decent amount of Lakers media and fans that are so out on Andre Drummond. Yes. <laughs> that are so done with watching him on a on a nightly basis. But you know, I, I think it, it is I feel like it's become bigger for some Mavs fans than the actual player it's become just a, a concept of and we wanted him and we wanted to work out so we're just gonna and it's like hey if you want to you want to plant your flag on that hill then plant your flag on that hill that that is perfectly fine uh for plant you Plant that though.
0: flag on <laughs> on andre drummond's hairy shoulders go for it
1: yes <laughs> you can funny. have that you know there are other players in the league that rebound too and i just wonder <laughs> why we didn't you know really clamor for those guys because andre drummond's biggest thing is rebounding right and it's like, if you watch Andre Drummond rebound, you're like, dang it, man, we should have went and got Andre Drummond. Well, you know, Kelly Olenek had 18 boards on us and Valanchunas had 16 boards on us and Bobby Portis had 14 rebounds on us. So are we clamoring for them? Um, I don't, I don't really and see I'll, a ton I'll push that.
0: back and say that Drummond was more available than those guys. Maybe not, maybe we didn't expect what? Kelly Olenek, I guess, but Kelly Olynyk
1: went to Houston. I mean, I get Bob, Bobby Portis, but like and, Andre Drummond know.
0: was actively on the trade block for years. It felt like
1: true, true, true. <laughs> Anyway,
0: um, I don't want to talk too much about Drummond. I don't want to. Oh yeah,
1: to I, 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 I do want to say this: the Zach Levine thing. Yes, we talked all the. Here's no, I just want to differ between the two. Said a lot of stuff about Zach Levine before the season, as far as his fit in Dallas, and since then he's had this incredible season. And we've said on this pod of like, yeah, like he's proved me wrong on that. I'll eat that. Like he's had an incredible season. He was an All Star. That's amazing. I stand you're one. To,
0: you're talking to like three trolls on Twitter that don't even listen to this podcast.
1: No, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say trolls. Some some people. Yeah, there's some there's some people out there though. I wouldn't I mean, they say keep trolls. Pulling though.
0: up that same clip where we're like, oh, you know, Zach Levine. I wouldn't want him in Dallas, and for for whatever reason. But the whole clip says he would be incredible in the offense. It's because we don't like his defense. That's the, that was the whole episode. Anyway.
1: That's true, that's true.
0: I get annoyed by that because we said he would be great. We would love him in Dallas. That would be awesome. (laughs) Offensively, it would be incredible. They'd figure it out. It would be an incredible offense. Anyway. uh, Okay, so Mavericks go up, uh, and uh, Isaac, they go up 31-26 at the end of the first quarter, and do you know what the Mavs' record is and what it is now? When they lead after the first quarter, do you know this? Do you know that this is a a stat no one knows?
1: I was bummed that they didn't mention it on the broadcast.
0: <laughs> How many times did Kevin Harlan like? It's a great stat, right? Like it's a really cool trend thing. But Kevin Harlan mentioned it so many times. It uh, mentioned it on tw- a bunch of people mentioned it on Twitter too. The Mavericks are now twenty and zero when they lead after the first quarter, which can mean a lot of things you're like oh well if they can beat a team with their best lineup i guess then they can beat them the rest of the way it makes
1: you watch the first quarter if you're one of the people that's like you know what i'll just tune in for the second half it almost feels like the final buzzer is at the end of the first quarter now you are like all right game's over turn it off we want
0: if you want to live bet a game betonline.ag. go ahead and after the first quarter put some money down on the map tell
1: them locked. locked sent you and, <laughs> what
0: a, no, that's a rock auto.
1: You can use no, the promo code locked. Don't tell anyway. him that; it won't get you uh,
0: anything. So AD in the first half was this. Was, I kind of called it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little victory lap on this. Make AD shoot jumpers and see if he's gonna hit him. And he didn't really hit him. He was two of seven in the first quarter. He finished two of ten from the field, Who's and he just took a tonight. bunch of jumpers. He was looked rusty. I mean, athletically he looked fine. He played some really good defense in the second in the uh, second quarter too. He blocked Chrisop Porzingis on a pull up jumper. How many times yeah. do you think Kristaps Porzingis has been blocked on a pull-up jumper? Think about, like, no think about—he's like, no, no. about, on the move, he's on the move, and he pulls up, and Kristaps Porzingis is seven-three, and he jumps, and he—he he doesn't like—he doesn't just stay flat-footed on the floor like Jokic or you know another big that shoots flat-footed on the floor. Uh, he jumps in his jump shot, and he gets high. Like, imagine how high Anthony Davis' arm had to be to block that jumper. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that was an incredible play, but. Um, there, were the, yeah. there
1: was a sequence of plays, I want to say, in the third quarter to where it was like back to back to back that it was Dorian's just poster on Drummond. It was the, like, Luca step back, you know, three. Actually, it was before the Dorian poster. It was the KP drive in the middle of the lane and dunk on AD. Then it was the Dorian dunk on Drummond, and then it was like a play after that was the Luca step back on, on AD uh, at the top of the key. It was like, all right. I can't even, like, I don't even know what highlight to make right now.
0: <laughs> There's so many. So ma- and it, it was those plays where I could just tell, oh, this Mavs team has another gear, right, where they yeah. just don't have it against teams like, you know, the Pistons or the Rockets. Or they're not going to get up for those teams. Kings. It's just the way that they are. It's just the way the season is. It's going to be even more exaggerated because it's a shortened, condensed season, and I know people are going to roll their eyes for that. Oh, they're young and blah, blah, blah. But it's just the way that it is. They're going to get up for some games, and they're not going to get up for others. Uh, yeah, so the, the Mavericks do go on a little run there. Luca didn't score the first quarter, but ends up scoring. He goes on a run. He scores eight of the Mavs' ten points in a little run. They take a ten-point lead, and uh, you can just tell by the end of the second, by the end of the first half, their offensive energy, their you know defense, they're just they were attacking. Porzingis looked. We can talk. Let's talk about Porzingis because he looked aggressive in this game. What did he finish with? He only played three quarters, about thirty minutes. He used six of eleven from the field, uh, six boards, two of them on the offensive end. Nineteen points for him. Seven free-throw attempts for Porzingis in three quarters. That's yeah, huge. That That's huge and, for him. To-
1: and one double thumbs up to Luca.
0: Double thumbs up. And mm. there were times when, when, oh, Porzingis early, I think, had an and one shot that they didn't count. And Luca was running over next to him, like, count it, count it to the refs. Uh, There's some yeah. good Luca KP chemistry stuff, which makes his injury, and if he's going to miss any significant amount of time, suck even more. Because mm. we just started to see, it was kind of like some of the games last year where you're like, oh, dang, we can really see what this duo can do. And this was the type of game like that. Uh, but Porzingis, this was a, gr- a really great Porzingis game. I thought on the offensive end, he was aggressive. He and a lot of times these great Porzingis games, he only takes one three, right? Like he only took one three and, and and made it. He's not just standing out there trying to take a bunch of you know like long jump shots, thirty foot three point shots. He's aggressive. He's attacking. He took guys off the dribble at times. Uh, he was great.
1: Mavericks are two and zero since they went back to the double big lineup.
0: What do you think about the double big lineup? We saw you nah, saw Dwight yeah. start and then Willie cauley Stein played a lot with Porzingis off the bench too.
1: Uh I just I want more sample size, you know, now that everybody everybody's healthy. I laugh and throw that stat out there because that's yeah, like And they play ulti- against two big teams too. Yeah, and that's like an ultimate like Twitter stat, you know, that you can just throw out and um, but it's yeah, I just want to see more. I I want to see more of it, see how much they run. Uh, with the double bigs, because that's ultimately pushing you know pushing KP to the four. But I think what we're seeing a lot of is we're starting to see a lot of, a lot more of the pick and roll, you know, because that's the one thing you you do lose when you run KP at the five and Dorian at the four or Maxi at the four is they don't run the pick and roll as much. It's more of the pick and pop. It's more of Luca ISO with you know the guys stretched out and just creating more space for Luca to work in the paint. But when you have somebody like Dwight in there, you have somebody like Willie in there it's giving them the pick and roll option. And I feel like, I, I I, mean, I guess I need to look at the possessions over the past two games, but it feels like just watching it, it feels like there's more pick and, roll, pick and roll with a guy rolling to the basket and lobs and stuff over these past two games than what we've seen in the past few weeks.
0: It does. Coming up, we'll get into some more of this game, see how the Mavericks pulled this one out. The third quarter was wild, just back and forth. We'll break that down, break down the rest of the fourth quarter without forcing it. And the Zingas. standings. And talk about the standings because the Mavs won two games in a row, so we can talk about the standings again. Talk about that coming up. But before we do, let's talk about Built Bar. Oh, man, I just did something on. Is this a new flavor? I just did something on YouTube that totally threw everything off. Uh, Okay, here we go. Let's talk about Built Bar. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. And right now, they have the coconut brownie chunk bar this bar is absolutely delicious go get you some right now BuiltBar.com. use the promo code locks 15 to get 15% slashed off that price right there look at this built bar right here 150 calories 15 grams of protein and look at the sugar 7 grams of sugar that's it for that Hello. bar covered in chocolate absolutely delicious I ordered a box I know Isaac Harris ordered a box and if, yes, if Isaac Harris and I are ordering a box as soon as these bars become available that's how you know they're good and you don't even like coconut that much right
1: no, I don't, but I like it Me in either. this bar.
0: Me either. I do I usually do not like I do, I'm not a very picky eater and I do not like coconut that much and I love this bar. It is it does not have that much coconut. It seems like they've changed the recipe a little bit, but these bars are delicious. Go get you some. BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. And uh, make an account. Sign up. You get rewards. And if you get enough rewards, you get $5 off your next box. Use the promo code and the $5 off. There's a lot of hacks you can do with Built Bar. Uh, They're great for a snack, all that kind of stuff. Protein bar tastes like candy bar. Built Bar. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Lockdown and Odyssey is happening right now, and it's awesome. It's been in the top 30 in Apple Podcasts. NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason fora Brian Baldinger, and our local experts from every team making trades and picking the next stars for their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey. A-U-D-A-C-Y. All right, Isaac Harris, let's break down the rest of this game. Christoph Porzingis doesn't play the rest of the fourth quarter, but the Mavericks got a good little run with Reddick basically running the point. What would you think about that lineup that was like Brunson, Reddick, Hardaway Jr., Richardson, and uh, and Willie Colley-Stein at times? It felt like they were just playing really small, but it was kind of working for them.
1: Yeah, in a weird way, J.J. was playing a little bit, you have a secondary creator role alongside Brunson, and I kind of liked it. It's like sign, sign, me up. I don't know if that's a testament to uh, the other creators on the Mavs. I don't know if that speaks more volumes about that that JJ steps in as a you know a 36 year old vet. As you know, everyone
0: the, watching on YouTube can see my reaction, the
1: third best playmaker on the team. <laughs> but is uh, he? Can we talk about it? <laughs> But no, I, I just want more I want more minutes for JJ. At this point, I'm not picky who it's with. Um before KP went down, I want more JJ, you know, minutes with KP. I think they work very well together. But at this point, I don't even care who it's with. Just we need JJ on the court a little bit more.
0: Yeah, he ended up playing ten minutes in this game. It feels like he needs one more shift, doesn't it? Yeah. It just feels like one way. And maybe sometime maybe maybe Carlisle holds him in the back pocket for the you know the closing minutes, right? Like if he can if he thinks he can play him in the closing minutes, then he puts him out there, you know, if they need a little bit more space or if they you know they need a threat to shoot. If Hardaway is like 0 for seven or something like that. I was gonna say if
1: if Tim's slump, you tweeted out after the game, Tim's last what, ten games, five games, something?
0: His last eight games. Last
1: eight games. And then, you know, if if Tim continues down that you know, stretch there in a slump. Will we see some of Tim's minutes go to JJ? I could very well see that.
0: Yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr.'s last couple last games here. I'm pulling it up right now for everybody on YouTube. Last eight games, 10.1 points a game, 35% of the field, 29.8% from three. He's due for a bounce back like yeah. an eight right? Can we call it an eight when he gets yeah. eight threes in a yeah. game?
1: Yeah, eight uh, threes. Tim- he's gonna have about 33. And yeah
0: He's due for one of those games And uh, Austin Gurria responded to that tweet actually And said uh, Honestly I'm glad that he's in a slump Because now he's going to shoot 50% on threes For like 10 straight games And take him right into the playoffs And right right to the mountaintop let go uh, But yeah he struggled again in this game Let's see he, had two, he was 2 of 10 in this game Brunson also 3 of 7 in this game um, yeah, Not, a, had, not he, a great Brunson game He did have 5 assists though Which was positive um, jo- and he Josh was- Keep going <laughs> He, he was he had, I was gonna praise
1: was, Josh Richardson, and Nick froze. I was like, "Whoa, we gotta like put this moment sorry. in podcast." In like podcasts, like
0: he, Brunson wasn't getting the whistle that he thought he should, which is a thing. Is a rabbit trail we can go down. Uh, I have a Mavs oh, Twitter list and a Lakers Twitter list right next to each other on my tweet deck, and. Both sides, like literally both sides, were as frustrated as can be at refs. Please tell
1: me more about Lakers fans wanting uh, more calls.
0: Well, there was a play in the fourth quarter where Alex Caruso intentionally fouled Willie Calistein trying to go up for a dunk, and he like fouled it. He fouled. Willie Stein, he looks over at the ref and was like pointing his finger up, like, you know, when you do an intentional foul, and it was not called. And so they were frustrated about that. And then later there was a foul not, there was a, a foul call that they didn't want. And I was like, okay, well, what do you guys want? Do you want the fouls to be called or do you not want the fouls? And then at the end of the game, Schroeder intentionally fouls Brunson and then he fouls, he fouled out, right? And uh, then they, and they challenged ch- They challenged that one. I'm like, you just challenged an intentional – I was very confused. Um, but I felt like the refs are all over the place. I mean, Mavs fans were frustrated. Lakers fans were frustrated. It was probably a fair called game.
1: <laughs> I'm just glad they didn't give Luka a tech because he could have had a couple. Well,
0: he was he, he I text you this every game. I feel like Luca is asking for a technical at some points. And yeah. what the time when he underhand th- through the ball at the ref, <laughs> I thought for sure. I thought for sure. And, and my initial thought was he already has a tech, so they don't want to give him that one because that would just give him two and then that would just be on fun. But he didn't. And they they didn't give him one. I was surprised.
1: Yeah, I thought uh, Josh Richardson played a little bit better game tonight. 13 points. Uh, one of three from three, five of eleven from the field. But he had one of my favorite plays of the game, and I actually tweeted it out. But he came up like Schroeder pulled up for a shot, and he came up behind Schroeder and blocked his shot. And not only did he block it, but he like chased the ball down and caught it, and then threw it and saved the ball back in bounds. You know who would have not done that? Salah measuring, because blocks <laughs> blocks matter when you keep them in bounds.
0: That is the throwest throwback of Blackout Maps inside joke. That That is incredible. That's a good one. That is so funny. Uh, Yeah, that's that's for the the, the day one raccoon squad members.
1: Yes, tweet at us if you understand and remember that from the
0: back of the day. That was a good play to remember, though, that Josh Richardson blocked because Schroeder was on a tear in that third yeah. quarter. Uh, the Lakers went on a 10-0 run right out of the gate from the third quarter. Then the Mavs went on a you know the Lakers went on a 13-0 run. Then the Mavs went on a 10-0 run, and then the Lakers went on a 15-4 run. It was just back and forth, back and forth at the beginning of the, the third quarter, and Schroeder was going off. He had 25 points in this game. He had a lot of them in the third quarter, and Richardson was guarding him for the majority of those possessions. I went back and started watching some of them during a, a timeout. And that block kind of stopped that bleeding a little bit. And it was, it kind of like made Dennis Schroeder think a little bit, like second guess himself as he was driving in the paint. And so I thought that that was a really, really like game changing play at some points. And it's some of those plays that you get a player that can play defense and they can do some of those things that Seth Curry can't, right? I had another guy in our locker room today ask, why did the Mavs do the Seth Curry, Josh Richardson deal? Because. On its face, it just looks ridiculous, right? If you're just looking at stats, you're just thinking about offense. But it's some of those kind of plays that the Mavs are capable of that they weren't before.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which doesn't
0: th- say that the, the trade was equal or you know, all that we're not disappointed in what Richardson has brought, anything like that, but there are some some plays that the Mavs are capable of doing that they're not.
1: They weren't yes. before. It's not the home run win that I thought it was going to be. But right. uh can we just mention standings real quick before we, we leave? Right now, this current moment, Dallas and Portland tied, thirty-two and twenty-six, uh, for the sixth seed in the West. Portland has the tiebreaker over Dallas, so let's go.
0: Oh, somebody it's tried. on.
1: Oh. oh, I thought somebody was joining us. Something popped up, and you're pulling up the standings. My bad.
0: Oh, I was just pulling up. I was just going to show everybody on YouTube the standings so they can look at them. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Dallas Mavericks right now. Tied with the Blazers for the sixth seed, the Blazers have the, the tiebreaker. That's why it's not tied exactly right now, uh, which is why it's important. They have to be above the Blazers for that tiebreaker to matter. And if they win the game against the Lakers on Saturday, they have the tiebreaker against the Lakers too, mm. which can also matter a lot too. The Mavs less, the Mavs stretch like this. The rest of this season isn't easy schedule. They don't have a lot of tough games coming up. So Kings they, coming up
1: after the Lakers.
0: Kings coming up. I think I know they have some Wolves games coming up. Like they have some. Some easier games coming up. And so I think that the Mavs, if they go on a run here and the Lakers kind of stay where they are or, you know, just stay 500 or even just slightly above it, uh, there's a chance the Mavs still can get five. <sighs> As the uh, the great British people and Ted Lasso say, it's the hope that kills. It's the hope that kills sometimes, Isaac Harris, and there's hope for five.
1: You know, you know how good of a show Ted Lasso is?
0: And that's where we'll end it because Isaac Harris is a fraud and I won't, watch Ted Las- won't watch Ted
1: Lasso. I'll give that a shot before I will Avatar.
0: That's fine. Ted is amazing. And you would love it. I don't know why you wouldn't love it.
1: Hey, do you want to spoil it for me? Because that's what you do.
0: <laughs> I spoiled one show for one person. <laughs> There you go. I will be back covering the Lakers game on Saturday, so check back on the podcast. Subscribe to YouTube if you're not, guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Let's see what he can cultivate right here. Doncic has been clever. Bumping, shoving, feeding him. Oh.